Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to All Stats, Aren't We, a podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye over goings on at Ellen Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Adam Elliott and I'm joined today by Martin Riley and Will Clay. Will, how are you again, buddy? Good. Um, tired. Wednesday social yesterday. Uh, I socialed quite hard, so I'm lacking on the sleep. But apart from that, I had a good time. Um, Wednesday social? It was Valentine's Day. Well, you know... I wasn't even going to go out. Um, and then one of my mates said, oh, come to the pub. And then pub turns into town and town turns into going to bed too late, basically. Yeah, it does sound like a, a classic person in their early 20s. Um, Martin, how are you, bud? <laughs> I'm doing good. My my last night was nowhere near as eventful as Will's. Um, I played a bit of games till around midnight and then went to sleep. Um, but yeah, I've not eaten yet, yet today um, because I was dragged into this quite last minute. Um, it was meant to be my, my night off, but as ever, I'm always w- willing to help the, the podcast, so I'm here. He's like the James Milner of podcasting, just willing to put in the work, whichever position he's deployed in. Yep, exactly. That is Martin Riley. What did you eat tonight, both of you? I'll start with you, Martin. I've not, I've not eaten yet, but I'm going to be having um, chicken in white sauce with mashed potato um, after this. Lovely. And Will? Uh, I also haven't eaten, but I'm going to oh. do some... Potatoes chopped up in the air fryer, uh, and I got some southern fried chicken strips that I'm going to eat. I had um, a lovely meatball pasta. I made my own sauce as well, so aren't I good? Hey, mm. it was very nice actually. Yeah, a little, little bit of spice, and it was good. Um, but yes, we are here today to talk about Plymouth Argyle again, uh, who we play for the fourth and final time this season on Saturday at Home Park. Unless for some reason they somehow finish sixth in the playoffs, we finish third, and th- like there's a small, small. Like 0.1% chance that that could happen. It's not going to happen. But anyway, um, it should be the final time we play them. But before we get into it, is there anything to discuss with regards to the news? I think there is. There's an unfortunate piece of news, isn't there? Uh, which we're probably going to know a bit more about tomorrow. We're recording on Thursday and Daniel Farkas' press conference is on Friday. And he'll tell us a bit more about Patrick Bamford's injury. But who wants to talk about how sad we are? Yeah, it's, uh, it was maybe hoping that he was going to be able to keep it up till the end of the season, but I think it was what's going to happen that he was going to pick up an injury. Hopefully it's not 
too much of a long one. Um, I think it will be fine if it's just a, maybe if it's just maybe more precaution than anything. Like you said, we'll find out tomorrow from Papa if, if it is a bad one or if it was just more of a precaution while they took him out. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind it if it was only a few games at least that he was missing um, any more than that. And then it could be an issue for us in the running. Yeah. Will, how do you think it's going to affect us going forward if it is a long one? Um, I, I'm pretty, pretty worried if it's more than two, three, four games. Yeah, it's not encouraging. Um, four, yeah, four games, five games. I think, did you tweet it or was it in the Discord? You were saying he probably needs to be fit for 10 of the last 15. Um, and I'd agree with that because, you know, yes, or oh, yesterday, the Swansea game was fine as it was, but every game isn't going to be as easy as that. So to lose Bamford would be just something you don't really need. Yeah, I, th- I think we can cope without him in some games. I think it's the odd game. It's probably fine. It's not like we haven't won games this season without Bamford starting, so it's possible. It's just um, we know that we were functioning a lot better both in and out of possession with Bamford in the team, um, so I would much rather have him fit and available. Like I said, I think I have said it in both the Discord and, and Twitter, various groups and stuff. I think he's fit for like 10 of the last 14 or 9 of the last 14. Probably got a really good chance of getting from Ultima. Rather than having to go through those disgusting playoffs, um, but yes, we are actually in a good position, obviously. We eat Swansea comfortably. Listen to that. That is already out the review. So please go and do that first if you haven't already. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have an opposition fan to speak to. But we'll dive straight into the analysis of Plymouth, which I'm sure quite a lot of our listeners probably know a bit about already because we've seen them so many times this season. Um, yeah, I'll start with you, Martin. Can you discuss some of their recent results and form? Has anything changed recently? Important to note, they have got a new manager and we have faced him once. Yeah, so the recent fixtures, obviously we've ha- we've played them twice in the past month and I believe the new manager was in charge for both of these games. I think it was early Jan- January that he came in. So, yeah, the 5th of January. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much has changed with regards to Plymouth. I think they've got a pretty small squad and the first teams are pretty much their main squad that they always play in both of the FA Cup games. It was the I think nearly the exact same lineup on both games and in regards to the recent fixtures in the past, in the past ten league games, they've won three games, drawn five, and lost two. So it's actually they've had a pretty good run uh, for a club of where they are in the league, and they've had some 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 tough games in there and some more around their level sort of games. They've beat Swansea recently, and they've beat Cardiff, and then the last one before that was Rotherham. And the two games that they lost in this run have been against Southampton and Sunderland. So they've probably lost the games which they maybe will have been expecting to lose and being competitive in, in all the rest, really. They had a 3-3 draw against Watford and a 1-1 draw against Huddersfield, a 3-3 draw against Birmingham. So lots of goals in lots of these games. 2-2 against Cardiff, 2-2 against Coventry. So yeah, there's a, it's a mixed bag, but for them, I think they'll be probably be quite happy with their recent results, getting picking up quite a few points and they had three here and there. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be quite happy with their recent performance. I think with uh, Ipswich, Norwich, up there with those sides, Plymouth have actually seen like the most goals in their games uh, at both ends. They score quite a bit and they concede quite a bit. So it could be quite entertaining in that sense. And yeah, just in my notes, since Ian Foster took charge, they've won three, drew and lost two, um, albeit one of those wins was in the FA. And actually their recent form is where they've, they've maybe suffered a little bit one and two defeats including actually when we beat them very recently at home park 4-1 um but well uh, 
how I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but how, how worried are you about them at home? Because I do know that they've got the third worst away record in the championship with one win, six draws and nine defeats, but the 10th best home record with eight wins, four draws and only three defeats, actually. It was quite worrying. Are you worried about them in that sense, a little bit more than you have been in the away games? Or are you still taking you know, pr- plenty from that 4-1 win we got recently? I think we, we should still be fine. Um yeah, it's it's bizarre, I think, when a team is so um, split between home and away form. I think comparing to the, the most recent FA Cup game, um, I listened to the Green and White Argyle Life podcast and they were saying they've got quite a few players coming back. Um, so they were a bit happy with that because like Divine on loan from Spurs was cup-tied. So I think that's something to look out for is he's um, a good player. Their attack, I think, is for a sort of mid middling championship team is quite impressive to have Hardy, Whitaker and Divine all at once. So look out for them. But we should be alright. So you're quite confident. But can you talk a little bit more about their setup for me in, in possession? Um they have actually changed shape, I note, from earlier in the season when they had Steven Schumacher, where they were playing more of a four three three. Uh they're now playing more of a four a three four three or three four two one. Is that how you've got it as well? Yeah, I'd have it um in the way that who else does it when they have kind of the two the three four two one they're kind of two tens um, Ipswich yeah rather than wingers necessarily so Divine and Whitaker um, can drift out wide but they don't necessarily start there um, quite happy to go relatively direct um, to the channels basically rather than I think Hardy um, he's not the biggest striker but I was quite impressed with his ability to hold the ball up and compete physically um, that way. So they look, and Whitaker's six foot one, is he six foot two? He's quite tall as well. So yeah, in the games I'd watch, they're quite happy to, you know, sometimes it's a nice passing move or they'll look to slow the game down. But equally, if there's an opportunity there, they just go direct and try and win a second ball or something like that. Um, the wing backs are quite important. I was... Mumba, who I don't think will play left wing back against us, but in, I forget I forget which one it was, Cardiff or Huddersfield, he was playing left wing back and he doesn't have a left foot, which was baffling um, to see someone so almost as one-sided as Gruev. Um, but yeah, they're mostly direct. They don't particularly care about having possession for long periods of time. Yeah, I completely agree with that. They definitely look to go quite direct to Whitaker, free him up and I think in both systems from earlier in the season and now that has been one of the main goals and he's a player that really does thrive in chaos um, and they don't mind having it be quite transitional like that I think that's definitely to look out for and that's probably why there's a lot of XG and shots given away by them and also for them because it's going to turn over quite a bit. Martin have you got anything to add there or would you like to talk to me a little bit more about them? I think Will covered um, them quite well uh, in session. I think in some games they can dominate the ball a bit more. Um, I've had, I think, five games where they've had over 60% possession, but that was against teams who are even more um, ball averse than they are. So, Rotherham and Millwall and Birmingham and Preston. So, we know what those sides are like. They're the what teams in the league who will look to possess the ball the least. Um, maybe that's changed a bit with Birmingham since when Rooney came in briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not me going again. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, regards to the out of session, at the, you know, obviously like you mentioned, uh, free for free shape, and they do like to have men in the opposition half, but it's not really much of a high press, especially when the team has the ball in 
uh, and build up. It will more look to block captain lanes in central areas and try to force your opponent to the wider areas, which is something we're quite comfortable doing. So it's not really an issue for us. And then after the opponent gets there, that's uh, they'll tip back into like a five-four-one. So you end up with five players who would who are defending the box and four players reading the box in front. So they're quite a hard team to break down when they do go into that low block, as we found out in both recent FA Cup games. We did struggle for long periods, and it was only when we brought on our elite attackers against tired players that we really saw through in that 4-1 win. And so, yeah, they sh- their fans will be maybe quite confident that they can frustrate us, especially at their home grounds. But they've got a relatively strong out-of-position approach, which against us, it seems. But most of their games this season have had quite a lot of goals, like has been mentioned. So it's quite interesting against us that they've largely been able to keep the score lines quite low, at least until extra time in that cup game. You talked about both of you, the, the sort of wing-backs and wingers and how much width they play with. Um, but Martin, you're talking about how they press there. Would you say they funnel the ball more centrally or would you say they keep it sort of out wide? Um, because I know that they've got players like JB and Forshaw in the midfield, which is interesting from our perspective. But um, in the past, they obviously had three midfielders and now they've yeah. actually only got two. So I wonder, do, do they tend to try to get the ball uh, and win it back in, in sort of the wide areas or, or more central areas? It's generally close to the line when they'll, they'll look to try to win the ball and get it forward quickly from there, try to get the wing backs involved quickly because that's where a lot of their in wide areas come from is from the wing backs, like what yeah. like Will mentioned. So, yeah, they, they do look to block passing lanes in, in the centre and try to win it in, in wider areas, so funneling out, out, out to the wide areas. That's probably the more common approach. And also, with regards to the wing backs, when, when sometimes the wing backs do get involved in the forward press, but it won't be both wing backs at the same time so as, a, as the opponent will move the ball to one side the wing backs will push up onto a player whether that be an advanced full back or a winger who's deep to aid in possession lovely um and will um are you expecting much different from the recent games we've had against them uh, i know you've watched quite a bit of them because you are a big dark ajb fan aren't you <laughs> yes um i don't think it'll be too different um with you know we'll probably dominate the ball. Um, as Martin said, they're quite happy to not rush to win it back at times. Um, yeah, I just think with Divine coming back in, that gives him a little bit more transitional threat. But, you know, he's he's good, but we have good defenders. If Rodon and Ampadu have a good day, game, I wouldn't be too um, fearful of him. Yeah, and Martin, is it the same view? Is it just like a case of they might play a slightly stronger team with the likes of Divine coming back in for this game than, than the last one we saw against them where they probably did have a, a slightly weaker team than what they've been able to field out recently? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with what, what Will said there. Uh, it's probably going to be largely the same sort of way that they look to approach us. Uh, being one of the teams in the league, they will look to sit back deeper than they would do against other sides. I think even with them being at home, that will probably still be the case because we saw that in public game at their ground so I would expect that to still stay the same but they may be just a little bit more effective in putting that plan into action with a quality player in the midfield area maybe and with Divine in the forward area as well Awesome um, I'm going to ask you both a bit more about players now then individuals um, obviously I think a, a name that a lot of people have heard about is Morgan Whitaker um, do either of you want to talk to me a bit about him and how he is so key to their team Yeah he's it, very good um, on the ball. He, for, for someone that has a frame as large as he does, not that he's huge, but he's 
uh, more of a physical presence than a typical championship winger in the way that Somerville or Jack Clark can cause issues. Um, yeah, physically very capable. Um, he's definitely um, their star man, uh, as seen by all the bids they were receiving for him or interest Maxio. at least. Yep. Yeah, European teams, and you think, mm, you know, a player receiving that kind of attention, they've definitely got got a bit about them. Anyone else besides Darko JB caught your eye that you like? I know you said Hardy earlier. Yeah, Hardy, I'm I'm a fan of. Um, I think he for a team that have just been promoted for League One. I think Plymouth in general they're quite well run. A lot of the players are not necessarily standing out, but are very functional for a middling championship team so to have put that together is impressive martin do you want to talk about anyone that's caught your eye or do you want to talk about some issues perhaps that we might be able to exploit so yeah so regards to players who are like i do like barley mumba especially when he's playing on his favorite favored um right side uh so yeah he's one who does do a lot for them in wide, wider areas and he's been helpful to get the progressive ball up the field quite often um most often through ball carrying is quite dangerous as a ball carrier so if given space, he'll definitely look look to attack it with, with the ball at his feet. And like Will mentioned about Whitaker, he's definitely their key man when it comes to scoring goals. Uh, he's easily got the most shots for them. Then he's had 117 shots this season, and the one behind him is Ryan Hardy with 72. And Ryan Hardy is a quote unquote striker for the side, but Whitaker is the one who's been most of the goal threat, and he he, he is quite good at doing that. And very dangerous. We saw that in the cup that he had that one chance. Um, it was, was a very easy one because it was it was open goal <laughs> in that set piece situation. But he can definitely find the back of the net. So one who we do need to keep an eye on. Um, regards to their defenders, uh, they've got probably quite low end players for this division, and they're quite a young team overall. Not a lot of experience in in, in the side. Um, but the one one the ones who is best in their back line is um, is it Phillips who they've got. And yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Online from Spurs. That's right. Yeah, he's he was very impressive in the cup game. Just really defended their box very well. And it was only when our Mutter and Cree came on where he was starting to really tire, and no one's going to defend well against a fresh certain Cree. So yeah, he's the best one out there back line. But the best the rest of the back line is probably quite weak defensively. Both side wing backs, um, and we can definitely get at them individually. Our players should be able to. to well against them um, but yeah that's about all I can think of with regards to individual players that hasn't been mentioned yeah hard to disagree I think it's quite interesting the way Plymouth have, have sort of uh, tried to take the championship model and the the identity that they're trying to build as a club um, mostly young players with resale value um, buying and developing them and I think the appointment of Ian Foster makes a lot of sense in that sense he coached that has managed at various England youth levels and then quite funnily enough he came in in January and basically signed a load of England under 19 and under 21 internationals which he'd probably coached quite a bit one being Phillips I was going to mention him myself I was pretty impressed with him actually for 90 minutes um, in the game against us I thought he was pretty good box defender decent physically competed well not you know too slow either but yeah it was when he struggled towards the end when you bring on two elite attackers with fresh legs it's not ideal for him but he played pretty well but yeah I agree I think a lot of their players not the best at playing out from the back or defense in in the sort of defensive areas including their wing backs they're not all that comfortable a lot of them are either wingers that have been made into wing backs, um, so they're not the best defenders, or a lot of them are full backs that have been made into 
wing backs and they're not the most comfortable with the ball so it's like a bit of a mixture really so yeah there definitely going to be ways in my opinion um but do either of you want to have a stab at a predicted lineup i note that um they haven't changed too much recently and they're back sort of three in the goalkeeper um but it's been in midfield where they've had to chop and change i know Forshaw went off in the last game he might be injured not 100 certain on that but um i'll start with you martin do you have a, a sort of rough lineup or will to do it i can have a i can always have it and if i get anything wrong will can correct me um but i think it'll most likely be Connor Hazard in goal he's another player who I wanted to, I forgot to mention um, in the last part he, he did very well in the games that we played recently pulled out a number of good saves and then in, in front of him the back line uh, Phillips on the right side with Gibson in, in the middle and Galloway on the left side of the back three and the midfield in the wing back spots on the left we'll probably see either Lino Souza or I forget the other guy's name um, Miller yeah, uh, Miller. So, you forgot in the last yeah. one that we did of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to keep forgetting. I, I apologise to you. But I keep forgetting your name. And then on the other side will most likely be uh, Bali Mumba. Um, although I note that I don't think he started in the last game. So I'm sorry if he. No, he didn't against. Yeah, he, he, he so. came off the bench. So that's another thing there to keep an eye on. And then the midfields um, depends on who is fit. Um, if he's fit, you'd probably imagine Forshaw will start. Um, he's probably he's definitely their most comfortable player in on the ball in deeper areas. But his age and putting up having Forshaw against Rutter, try to defend him when he's dropping deep, <laughs> does not seem like the best idea. But to be honest, most, not many midfielders can put up with Rutter. Fair. And then the other option they've got in midfield is um, Randall and JB. Uh, but is JB on loan or, or did they sign him permanently? I can't remember. He's on loan, yeah. so he can't. He's not eligible. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Will. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. <laughs> and then the, the other the other ones who could play um, Horton or Horton, Edwards. I've got yeah. written down. And yeah. then in the in the front line, it's most likely to be maybe Alfie Devine. played. He started in the last game, so I maybe expect him to continue that. Uh, Ryan Hardy up front and Whitaker on the other side. Do you agree with that, Will? Oh, that's pretty much what I've got as well. It's the sentiment thing that might change a little bit with JB out or Horschel potentially out. Yeah, um, the only possible one was right wing back, Sorinola, possibly. Um, yeah, yeah. Relatively new signing. Um, I'd seen Plymouth fans saying he had a good game, or I can't remember which one it was, but it made a good sort of first impression since signing in January. So maybe him, but I think he started against Coventry. So if they're going to look to rotate, possibly, then um, maybe not, which... He's sitting on the fence a bit, but, you know. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the area they've definitely rotated the most. The other one they might put in is Plegazuelo at centre-back. I think he's missing games recently because uh, his partner had a child or something, so that's why he missed. Um, but, yeah, um, I think that's the end of this section of the podcast, which brings me nicely into talking about the patron. Uh, now, if you are a patron listener, you do not have to listen to this part. Um it's just for the non-patrons who we want to get to subscribe. Um, just to let everyone know, yep, yeah, Patreon is a media platform where you can support content creators that you enjoy and get extra content in return. Our patrons get access for as little as one ninety nine per month, which gives you ad-free podcasts. And if you want to pay a little bit more, you get other benefits, including early access to our preview pods, such as the one you're listening to right now, analysis articles, videos, and other bonus podcasts. We have three tiers in total. Um, Martin, can you talk to me a little bit about which those are? Yeah, so the uh, the lowest tier is the Berardi tier, which is one ninety nine, and that basically gets you free podcasts and also just to maybe just contribute to the podcast. Um, so that's the most basic one. 
and then you've got a click tier for 3.99 which also gives you ad free podcasts and early access to the preview pod where possible and um, there is sometimes when it's a very tight turnaround that we can't really offer much of uh, early access but we do try to do it wherever we can and then the the tier is the Pablo tier for four ninety nine, and that's where you get access to all all the stuff that we do. So all the ad free podcasts, early access as well, and then access to the analysis articles and videos and bonus podcasts. So we'd really recommend the Pablo tier for you to get the most bang for your buck. Absolutely agree with that. Um, and if you want to sign up, where can they look? Will patreon.com forward slash asaw patreon fantastic and that brings us to the end of that we'll get back on into the analysis of leeds united now ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So who wants to talk to me a little bit about injuries? We know that Dallas is out. We know that Strauch's out and... The recent news on that was that we're not going to risk him for a little bit longer now. I think Farker said a week ago that it was going to be another two weeks, and then this week he said, actually, no, it's probably going to be the next international break, which is towards the back end of March, which seems sensible to me if, if he is um, at risk of doing anything longer term. But I guess the big one is probably Patrick Bamford, as we mentioned. Is there anyone else, or is that everything? That sounds like everything. I think, I think that's it. Yeah. I think Dan James has come back now, so he's one of one who is in contention for this game, which is good news for us. An extra attacker who Absolutely. is doing very well. And he, he won the um, PFA Player of the Month for us, didn't he? He did, although I think it's a bit of a disgrace, to be honest, that Ilya Grove or someone like that didn't win. I think that he had an absolutely outstanding month. There was a couple, actually a lot of good performers in, in January, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Considering we won all but one game and it was actually against Plymouth. Um, yeah, so speaking of, we've now won nine of the last ten with one draw. Um and that was to Plymouth. But how do we think we will approach this game in possession? Does anyone expect anything different to the reverse fixture or the recent FA Cup ties at all? I'll start with you, Will. Um, no, basically. I, I don't see a reason to change anything because what we're doing at the moment is working. Um, yeah. Yep, it's been the same answer that all season. We haven't actually changed. Farker's pretty much stuck to his principles, apart from when he brought Bamford in. So I guess that's a question, Martin. Do you think it'll be a little bit different to the Swansea game uh, midweek with Perot having to play up front? Can you talk to me a bit more about him being a nine? So, yeah, I think before the Swansea game, I probably would have said that maybe Repair would have probably gone back up front. But given how well he did in the Swansea game as a nine, I think he did it. So I would maybe not expect anything different. I would expect Rotaire to still start at 10 because he'd been so effective, it's the way I put it. 
in in that bot. So I don't expect him to be moved. So no, I think I think the intercession side of things will be largely the same. And just to quickly move on to the out of possession, I would also say the same. It's not like it's changed too much. Um, but the press maybe that little bit less intense because although Pro was decent out of possession against Swansea, he's still not as good as what Bamford is. So they may decide to operate more of a, a mid-press. But it can be got out with a press, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if it is a full-on press. So we'll see what the maybe what the energy levels are like. There's been a lot of games recently, so it could well be that will affect things as well. Yeah, I think these they are probably a team we can create quite a few artificial transitions quickly against to try and attack them because they are not the best at dealing with those. They do actually have a decent amount of speed in their team. It's more just they leave so many open spaces. So yeah, um, hopefully they do more of that. Do you think there'll be any changes to the out of possession uh, approach uh, to what Martin's just said there, Will, or do you think it's going to largely be the same as what he's just said with Perot and Rude? No, I think that will make sense. Um, getting after them because yeah, they're not the best on the ball makes sense. Besides that, don't think there's anything more to add. Um, and is there a player you can see having a big impact on the outcome of the game from our perspective? Let's do like players that might have a, a good impact on the game first, Will. Uh, Leeds players? Yes. Um, I'd, I'd look at just keeping Whitaker quiet, essentially, because I think if you stop Whitaker, you stop Plymouth, which is maybe a bit reductive and all that. But yeah, I'd look at... Um, see, he normally plays on the right, doesn't he? So, Ampadu... Um, Gruev might be very useful um, kind of sweeping up loose ends as he's proven very useful at times if they can have a good performance as I don't doubt they will I think we'll be alright Yeah I'm a little bit concerned by that side as well uh, with Furpo um, I think Gruev might have to do a little bit transitional yeah. defending or be really tight with their rest defence in that sense but yeah uh, certainly Martin are there any attacking players from our perspective that you, you are particularly excited to see attacking at Plymouth well, in his recent form, Nonto, um, I think he had definitely had his best performance against Swansea. He was absolutely electric in in that game. And if he's playing as good as that, he's definitely full of confidence at the moment. I mean, his first goal, that was superb, superb goal. Just the way he just quickly chopped it back and then hit it with his other foot. That was his weaker foot that he, that he hit that with, I believe. Or was that the second? I'm trying to think back. No, no, it was his right foot for the first one, left foot for the second. Sorry, ignore that. But yeah, either way, it's a player who's, in, who's full of confidence at the moment. And the left-sided wing-back they've got, if whether it's Orinola or Miller, um, either one of those will have a very tough game playing against him. He's been very good, not just when he's got the ball at his feet, but also penetrating space and making good runs. So he's been a nightmare for full-backs to handle and also their offside centre-back on that side will also have a lot of time to help in that battle as well. And I believe it's Phillips on the right-hand side of their defence, so I don't really rate it. It is, yeah. I don't really rate the chances of the other side of centre-back dealing with Nonto in the form that he's in at the moment. But then, of course, it's all just as at the moment. So it's going to be a fun game for them, I'm sure. Yeah, I think there's um, definitely issues for them uh, with the outside centre-backs and how they're going to deal with Somerville and Nonto. They get free and are sort of attacking the box and isolating one of them. Uh, that is definitely a recipe for disaster for them, um, especially because I really don't rate Galloway and he scored against us. Of course he did, but I think he's pretty pretty awful. So if Nonto can isolate him, that is definitely going to be a good way to go for us. Um, yep, 
I think that's basically it. The only position I'm particularly worried about, and I think you both agree, is probably Furpo against Whitaker. But like we mentioned, hopefully he has a little bit more support, or he maybe he doesn't get forward quite as much if he's having to look over his shoulder at what's in behind him in transition. But that's about it. I think the the big area for me it's going to matter as well is the midfield battle and I think we can dominate we've got the extra man advantage there and we've also got just a lot more quality on the ball so hopefully we can just keep them pinned but yes uh shall we move on to predicted lineup talk how much do we think is going to change is there going to be any chance well do you think of Connor Roberts potentially getting a full debut rather than coming off the bench or is he going to stick with Archie Gray again because he absolutely loves I'd like Roberts to start I think but then as you say um he loves Gray and Farker doesn't seem particularly bothered about rotation in general. Uh, so it might well be... I forget, who have we got after Plymouth? Maybe that would be the game for... Leicester. Okay, maybe that isn't the game to start <laughs> a new fullback. Um, okay, yeah. Yes, I would like him to start against Plymouth so that we've seen from the start how does Roberts fit. And then for the Leicester game the week after, kind of have options there. That would be nice. I'll throw a bit of a curveball at you, Martin. How m- much would you like to see Roberts play at left-back? considering he'd be defending against Whitaker on his left foot and what Roberts would be defending him on his right foot. Yeah, I would be very much up for that. Uh, he's definitely capable of playing in both fullback spots. Um, and Thurpo has played a fair amount of games and we could really do with not having him injured too, since Byram's, that's another one who we forgot about, is actually currently injured at the moment. So yeah, I would maybe like to leave Thurpo out of this one and just give Roberts his first start because I'm sure he's more than ready to start he's not played too much football recently so he'll be definitely eager to start and he will have had a few training sessions by now and if it's going to be any game to start him in recently it's probably this one where we are quite dominant in comparison to the opposition and I definitely wouldn't like to throw him in at the even straight against Leicester although I do rate him I would probably prefer some of a player who is more comfortable with our possession and our obsession approach to defend against a side as strong as Leicester so, yeah, I would definitely like to see Robert start in this game and potentially at left-back. Do you think it's likely? Probably not. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but if any game that is likely to frame to rotate, it's quite potentially this one because of how big the next game is that's coming up for us. And it just, just make it. Do either of you want to tell me what you predict the lineup to be then? Um, or are we thinking it's going to be unchanged and we don't really need to go over it? I think it's most likely going to be unchanged. I'm not sure if Will thinks differently. No, I can't see that. It's one or two full-back spots. And besides that, yeah, Farker throughout the whole season plays his team, essentially. Yeah, he does. Although Dan James is back, but I do think he will be on the bench. I can't see Nonto getting dropped after that performance. Definitely his best performance in a lead shirt, I would say. Um, I guess that brings us on nicely to where do we, what do we expect, sorry, watching this game of football will look like? Well, you go first, please, my friend. Um, I think it will be not as easy as Swansea. I think it's likely... We might concede. I'll say might. Um, but we should still be better. We have better players. Um, it should be fun. Galloway, as you said, isn't a fantastic player. So if Nonto can carry on his uh, performance from Swansea, enjoy that. That would be exciting. Um, yeah, attackers being fun and defenders being doing their job. Nice. More of the same, basically, please. And Martin, what do you expect it to look like? Yeah, pretty much what Will said there. We'll definitely dominate possession and kind of will look to hit us in transition and try to get set pieces where they can. That's one thing we'd have shown in recent games against us that they can't go. So we need to be very wary of set pieces. Um, that will be the main area where they'll look to hit us as well as transition. And yeah, 
see the previous two games and I'm expecting a very, very similar game to both of those. I have to say, I think that they'll give us more of a, a game than the Swansea one. And from I think the Swansea basically were always going to play into our hands. That's the matchup it looked like and then that is actually what transpired. Whereas I don't think Plymouth are necessarily going to do that as much and I do think they can catch us out in transition and that's where I'm a little bit worried as well. Um, I think they'll try and make the most of that when they can. We did keep Whitaker quiet in the last game but who knows in this one. Um, I guess where do you expect the game to be won or lost then, Martin? Uh, well, we've seen for the past two games that just scoring first isn't enough to the job done especially not in 90 minutes which is what all we've got in this so we need to not only score the first goal we also need to follow it up quickly with a second we need to try to shut this game down quicker to stop us from dropping points because i'm not too worried about losing but there is definitely potential that we draw this if we don't take advantage while we are ahead so that's definitely the thing which i think will bode well for us if we do manage to do the same thing that we did against Swansea and score a couple of quick goals in the first half that would really help us a lot settle, settle us down and not worry us that the same thing is going to happen that they we go and then they score that goal to equalize and they take on point we don't want that yeah we've won 15 and drawn twice when scoring first this season so well do you think that's going to be where the game's more lost for you if we score first yeah score first and then just limit their transition threat um if we can control the game i'm not too worried well fantastic then guys yep um i'm pretty much there and i hope that we do manage to tick this one off it's the last one before leicester and this will be eight league wins in a row we managed to get it so let's hope that we do um we still have quite a lot of games coming up in this month i think it calms down a bit in march but please do go ahead on over and check out our patreon just a quick reminder for the website for that that is martin patreon.com forward slash asaw patreon lovely and we'll be back with a review of this game soon and a preview ahead of leicester and i think it's chelsea after that isn't it so exciting times but all that's left for me to say is thank you very much to martin thank you as well adam and thank you very much to will thank you adam and thank you dear listeners enjoy the game it's on sky at twelve thirty. goodbye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.